Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of Finance in a Flash. We will be continuing our series on mid-career professionals, and to do that, we bring back Chip High Miller. Chip, how are you doing today? Oh man, I'm doing great. How are you, Nick? Good. Um, you know, Carolina basketball started, um, failed to mention that on our last podcast, but started started off with a win last night, so I'm feeling a little, a little bit uh, chipper today. Oh, that's nice. Basketball season is the best time of the year. Yeah, you know, basketball. There's a time where basketball and football and like hockey and NBA kind of come together at the same time, which is a pretty it's good beautiful. time of the year. It's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about life insurance as it pertains uh, specifically to mid-career professionals. And, you know, this is a super important topic, especially it hits home to me because coming from, you know, in, in college, I worked at a life insurance company where I saw a lot of young people or, you know, people who may not need life insurance get life insurance that wasn't um, the best thing for them and kind of was, I, in my opinion, was a detriment to, to their overall, you know, plan for retirement in the future. So especially it's especially important because I know, you know, for mid-career professional and you're listening, I can promise you that you've been approached by no less than five people trying to sell you some life insurance. So that's why I really like this podcast um, because it's super beneficial, especially as it relates to, to this part um, of your life. So, Chip, to start out, we're going to talk about um, you know life insurance that you get through your work. So usually this is one or two times your annual salary, which is a good thing and is cheap, but it might not be enough, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think it's good to think about what are, you know, how do you think about a, the need for life insurance, right? You know, what, what, how much do you need? You know? Yeah. And so, you know, to, to us, it's, it's, you know, certain things like the cost associated uh, with funeral expenses or funding a short-term cash reserves. You know, also it could be things like, you know, if you have a mortgage, you know, you uh, Oftentimes, you want to kind of pair life insurance coverage with debt that you might have uh, or other types of liabilities like education funding, perhaps for, for savings for children, uh, your survivors. Um, and, and, but also, it's, it's, it's the future cash flow needs of replacement of income of a deceased spouse, right? So, you know, as if one spouse were to pass away, you wouldn't want your surviving spouse to have to, you know, have an abrupt lifestyle change and make some drastic changes there so before you really talk about you know coverage levels you yeah. think about the types of things that that would be covered and um and that those are the things that we kind of think about yeah no that's a good point to think about okay how much do i need and it i mean it really did you know there's a couple of rules of thumb but it really just depends on your situation you know are you married do you have kids do you have a house do you have you know a lot of student debt you need to pay off and it's important to evaluate you know Okay, how much debt do I have? Or if I were to die tomorrow, what do I want? What is a number that I feel comfortable in my head to give to my family? A little more, but I know. But what number do, does it feel comfortable to give to my family that you know I feel like they would be you know comfortable with or be able to you know not have any financial burden on them? Absolutely, and that's you know that's the big thing you know, and and also how long will that those obligations last? Right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, are some things, you know, you might 
have for 20 years or more, right? I mean, your kids are super young and they're going to be in your house and they're going to be in college. And, you know, so you just need to think those through just a little bit before you decide, okay, this is exactly how much uh, I need. And there are calculators online that you can find Mm -hmm. that um, will help go through that process. And, uh, And obviously that's something we help our clients with as well. Yep. And so, you know, let's say we are at a point where I need some extra life insurance. Where where do we go to get extra life insurance? Or I guess what, what type of life insurance should we look at first? Yeah, I mean, well, to me, you go, the first place to look is your employer. You know, how much coverage do you have? Because, and the reason I say that is because generally that's super cheap. Yep. You know, you sign up every year for a certain um, life insurance amount. And oftentimes it could be based on, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the the number of times your salary, you know, one or two times your salary. Um, But it's a super cheap thing to look for and um, and can provide an awful lot of coverage for a low, low cost. Yep. And so, you know, and once let's say, you know, we get our work life insurance, you know, I kind of max out there as much as I can get. Where do we look next? Yeah, so that that's where you can kind of go on the open market. And I yeah. know you you've have a little bit of experience yeah. with this here, um, and there's there's websites. If you Google, you know, life insurance or term life insurance, you can um, find a couple of sites. I know you mentioned what was it, Policy Genius. Yeah, Policy Genius is, is a good one. And you know, really, what we look at here, like to look at, I think the best option, especially for mid career professionals, is term life insurance, which essentially is just a life insurance policy that you know it's it's life insurance for a term in the name. So let's say I'm 40 years old. I want life insurance for 30 years. So I would get a 30 year term life insurance policy and they are super, super cheap. I mean, we talked to Chip and I looked into this right before we came on to the podcast and for 40 year old and good health, you know, for $700,000, you can get a policy for around 40 bucks a month. I mean, that's, you know, at maybe high end, you know, 50, 60, but that's, you know, if you're not in great health or whatnot. But even then, that's, I promise you, that's less than you spend on your cable bill, your TV subscriptions, or your internet. Yeah, and that and that's a fixed cost, right? Yeah. So that, that number cha- does not change each and every year for the 30 years of the term. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, you know, a, a kind of, you know, that's just, you know, straight term life insurance policy. You know, you have it for 30 years, your premium's, you know, 40, 50 bucks a month, and the earlier you get your policy, for example, is is cheaper. I think Chip looked at it, you know, for a 26, 25, 26-year-old for, what, half a million dollars, it was 15, 10, 15 bucks a month. Yeah, it's unbelievably cheap. So, I mean, you know, that's, you know, 30, 40 years you're talking about. So, obviously, the earlier you get it, the longer it's going to last, but you might not need it as early as some people may tell you that you do. Um, and I also just want to talk about, you know, there are products out there now they may call like Life 80 or Term 80, Term 70, Life 70. And what essentially these insurance companies are doing is that they're packaging term life insurance kind of to, you know, these policies. And that, oh, well, you'll get term, you know, you'll get $700,000 worth of coverage until you're 80 years old. However, instead of the premium being the same, you know, it increases every single year. And once you hit, you know, your 30, 40, 50, 60, it increases to several hundred dollars a month, which can be, you know, you would be paying 20, 30, 40 times more than what you're paying just to maybe milk out an extra five years. But really, Chip, I mean, what's the, how many clients do we have that need a five, $600,000 life insurance policy when they're 80 years old? Very, very few. And, you know, 
people, you know, if you have a closely held business maybe or if you have uh, complicated estate reasons to do that, maybe you would need something, uh, you know, later on in life. But by and large, most people, if you think about the need for life insurance, it reduces with time just because, you know, kids grow up, uh, mortgages get paid off over time, your asset base grows, and so there's just a, in general, the need for life insurance coverage diminishes with time, and so that's where term is just a, kind of a perfect solution. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, you know, I if, you know, you've been reached out to by friends, your family, whoever trying to sell your products, to look at term first, um, because like you said, that it's super cheap and it can cover, you can get a lot of money, a lot of coverage for not, not a lot of money, not a lot of price. Absolutely. Um, so moving forward there, you know, I know, you know, some people have heard about permanent life insurance or whole life or, you know, how do we think about permanent life insurance? Cause it is way more costly, right? So how do we kind of think about that in re, you know, in, terms as a, as a mid-career professional? Well, well, first of all, I'll say that in my mind, life insurance is a horrible investment option. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, laden with cost and it's just not, insurance is, you know, not an investment. You know, it's, it's, it's simply a means to an end, right? I mean, to me, it's just, it's pure, pure insurance is what you need. You don't need an investment and that's kind of what cash value policies are. And they come in many different uh, forms, you know, from variable universal life to index, equity index universal life to, you know, just whole life types of policies where it's a cash uh, value type of um, arrangement. But, you know, to me, uh, a very small segment of the population should consider that. Um, and, and if an insurance agent kind of leads with, hey, you need a cash value policy that lasts for your whole life, then I would look somewhere else, to be honest with you. I, I really think that that's a, uh, a poor solution to a problem that may not even exist. And so, you know, in my mind, uh, term life is, is the first choice for most people, especially in this segment of mid-career professionals. You know, you, I want to see people with an adequate coverage, but heck, you don't necessarily, I don't want to see people with too much coverage because, you know, you could be using that cash flow uh, to um, help, facilitate other objectives in your life, whether yeah. it's saving for college education or contributing to a Roth or 401k or other things. And so I just don't think that life insurance is the solution for an investment um, problem. You know? uh, yeah, I agree. And I, I, I don't think it's an anomaly that um, those policies also um, are pushed the hardest by insurance um, salesmen, but they're also the same policies that pay them the most. Um, and I don't, you know, want to have a insurance agent bashing podcast because I think there are a lot of insurance agents who are great, who do their jobs wonderfully. However, being from that industry, it is something that is pushed first and foremost. I mean, they teach you in trainings and videos and, you know, talks and meetings in the office, you know, push this policy first because this is where, in all, in all actuality, if someone sells you a term life insurance policy, they may be net a couple hundred dollars, maybe for the for, you know for the whole year on on that policy. So, just be careful when and you know permanent life insurance can be an option, can be a good option for some people, but for the majority of the people, it's it's not great. And like Chip was saying, you know these are not great investment products because you may be pissed as you know this policy, index universal life policy, you put in you know 
you can put in a variable amount of money, you know, as much as you want to a certain extent, and the money will never go down, right? Your investment will never go down. However, it, these policies, if it never goes down, it always has a cap on how much money you can gain in a year. For example, it may have an investment gain cap of 8%. So this year, if the market's up 25% as it is right now, your investment percentage you know for the year stops at 8%, right? And so it's just important to at least at least just ask questions. If you don't get anything else from this, just ask questions on why they're pitching you in this policy and what are what are the downside benefits of it. Absolutely. And I mean to me it's just it's just a matter of, you know, I just need life insurance. Just yeah. give me the best coverage for the best price with a reputable carrier. And um, and then let's move on and, and redeploy our excess cash flow into other investment objectives and other types of accounts and that sort of thing. It's just that's just the way to go. Yeah. And so, you know, we have other again, we have other podcasts and, and um, you know, articles on our website, beaconfinancialstrategies.com that kind of go through this and, and maybe a little more detail. And this just pertains to mid-career professionals. And we'll also do a series on pre-retirees and retirees as well as it pertains to life insurance, which you don't necessarily need as much as a mid-career professional. Um, but it's definitely something important that, you know, we felt that was, you know, ultra important to talk about today. So, um, Chip, do you have any closing remarks as we close out our life insurance podcast here? Nope, that was great. I think that's good, a good one, Nick. Uh, you know, the, the one thing is, you know, anything, anytime you make decisions when you're younger, it's, there's a compounding effect. You yeah. Know? So, you know, if, if you kind of make a mistake uh, in insurance, especially when you're young, you know, it can it can have an impact that's, that grows with time, you know. And so we, we just want people to avoid that and, and really be efficient with, with these types of decisions right out of the gate. Yeah, no, that's a good point that it is, you know, you may be looking at, it, well, it's not a big of a deal, just life insurance policy, but it can have that compounding, uh, you know, effect on, on your future. So just be careful what you're getting into and, and know what you're getting into. Absolutely. So everybody, thanks for joining us today on Finance in a Flash, and we'll see you guys next time.